paid for by GovMint.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call 1-800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities, you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to hour number three of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin filling in for Fred Penny, who is on assignment. Fred, you know, I say this every time I fill in for him. Fred Penny, I, I hope that wherever he is, he's relaxing because that guy, talk about burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. I'll get text messages from him about stories and things that we're going to cover on Radio Law Talk every day of the week as late as 11 o'clock, 12 at night midnight and then i'll get them again starting at about you know four or five o'clock in the morning and it's dude when do you sleep good heavens so uh he doesn't he's dracula (laughs) in disguise yes yes well you know the dead giveaways that he uh hangs upside down swinging (laughs) no that's a that's a bat that's like batman i'm stealing the uh stealing the trope there sorry that voice you heard was uh, Denise Dirks, who is looking at me as if I have said something amiss, which probably is not incorrect. Denise, how are you? How are you holding up the third hour? I'm doing well, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the third hour. Yes, we got some cool stuff to talk about. Alec Baldwin, um, a drunk polygraph test, somebody left um, on train tracks. No, uh, this isn't. And a, an update on Johnny Depp. Uh, yes. This is what I've been waiting for all two hours. That's right. That's right. We may even get to a little snippet about student loan forgiveness and some people that are up in arms about that. And then we got Cal behind the glass there in the booth. How Hello. are you? I'm well. Thank you. Holding out just fine. Just got some. Uh, I brought a small stash of yogurt covered raisins. So I'm doing that to keep my energy up. Y- yogurt covered raisins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that well, actually sounds really good. They are pretty good. Does it really? I, yeah. I was about ready to say, way to bring a snack that has almost a 100% guarantee of not being stolen by me. <laughs> <laughs> you with your uh, McDonald's cup in front of you showing that you had McDonald's again for it, breakfast. It is, it is a Diet Coke. Okay. A- and it's not just breakfast. It's a snack as well. It was a, it was a big size one, so it carries yes. over for three hours. It, and it is followed up by a uh, bottle of Mountain Dew that I haven't tapped into yet. Perfect. But that, but that may be coming up here in about 15 minutes when I need that last <laughs> energy boost to get me through. You know what my ex-husband called Mountain Dew? Instructions? Mm. Mountain Dewey. Mountain Dewey. <laughs> Mountain Dewey because he's from Austria and the W was like a V. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dewy like that. Oh, Mountain yeah. Dewey. You know, I never used to drink Mountain Dew. Um, then I had a trial. It was in uh, is it, it was 2020, but just before the pandemic hit. And I'm in the middle of this trial, mm-hmm. felony case, several counts. And I mean, it was, it was when I had my own law office and it was just me. No assistance. I was doing this. I'd get home, take a little bit of a nap, then immediately start prepping for the next day. And I would prep till I saw the sun coming up. And then I knew I had to take a shower, get ready and, and go. And that was my schedule Monday through Friday for four weeks, five weeks. And um, Did you win? Yes. Good man. Full acquittal, all counts. And thank heaven for Mountain Dew. I don't know that I would have... Uh, Oh, I can tell you this. 
That was my schedule Monday through Friday. Saturdays, yeah, there, it, nothing would wake me up. Saturdays and Sundays, I was out until about noon on Sunday. Then I had to get ready for Monday. So, And, you know, it's an oxymoron, him having a Diet Coke from McDonald's and then him having the double booster caffeinated full sugar Mountain Dew. Well, a person has to make choices in life, you know. Well, I look at it this way. The only way I can drink the full sugar Mountain Dew is if I drink the sugar-free Diet Coke. If this were a regular Coke, then the Mountain Dew would have been too much. That would have been redundant. Go ahead and mix them together. Yes. Just just dump the Dew right there in the Diet Coke, and let's see how that works. Okay, here's a trivia question for you. Here's a, which, which character, which character in a popular sitcom of the time had as their favorite beverage Pepsi and milk. Pepsi uh, and milk. Was that was that Jethro Clampett of the uh, Beverly Hillbillies? It, it was no. not. No. Was it um uh what is Cosby? No. It no. Was, the, it was not Cosby. Newer or older? Uh as as an old, older than well <laughs> Cosby. Uh older than the Cosby show. That's what I mean. Older than the Cosby show. Hmm. I, I Leave it to Beaver? No. No. Uh newer than Leave It to Beaver. Okay. Okay. So we kind of put that framework in. Hmm. And it was Pepsi with milk? Yes. How about this? How was about- it a, car- a, a, a cartoon or was it a real person? It was a real person. Here's another hint. Have you ever heard the term jumping the shark? Oh, so you're talking oh about my happy gosh, days. Happy, happy Days. days. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it was it was a sitcom that was a spinoff. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. And who was it? Lenny or Squiggy? No. Laverne? Laverne? It was Laverne. How many times? Her favorite beverage to relax was Pepsi and milk. Well, good That's for her. That's horrific. I have never yeah. tried it, but I've always wanted to. But I still okay, have Okay, next week, guys, I'm bringing the Pepsi and milk. <laughs> yeah, let's give it a shot. It. And we'll talk to Fred about bringing some donuts. And then, <laughs> yes, and we'll yes. all just jitter our way out of here after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, uh, Cal, you, you yeah. said you had a case or no oh, case that I was ever. what was it, rock and roll yeah, related? Do I ever? Here we go. Here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yeah. They were a famous rock and roll band on tour. Their opening act was an up and coming and now also very famous rock and roll band. The headliner said. Do what you want to do, but as part of our contractual agreement, you may not go out onto this, what we call the tongue of the stage, but it is the long apron in front of the stage. Don't go out there, they said. We use that to cavort during our act, and it's for our exclusive use. It's right there in the contract. The opening act at the Nebworth Music Festival had finally had enough of the headliners bossing them around, so the lead singer of the opening act took two fellow band members out and performed what is now one of the most iconic guitar solos known to mankind to the adoring crowd. This so bothered the headliners that after the show, they decided to see if they could file an action because the opening act had violated the terms of the contract and almost literally upstaged them, and figuratively, or is it downstaged? Well, anyway, the point is, downstaged them. They were most unhappy. The headliners' band leader, Michael, asked their lawyers if they could sue over the breach because of their patented stage extension had been used in violation of the contract and damaged them by downgrading their performance and reputation. So I guess that's what this comes down to, Denise. Case or no case here? Do we have to guess the band? If you get, if you guess the band and the song, the iconic song, you get two extra points. Oh, okay. So we have to get, guess the the. Opening act That's band yes, and the song. Either band, either band is worth a point. Oh, okay. And clarify, Michael was the lead singer of the headliner Headliners. headliner band. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That is oh. interesting. And do we have a decade that we can refer to? Let me. Th- I'd have to think about that. The story is not dated, and Nebworth. I don't think they have it anymore at the same location. So I'm going to guess late 70s, early 80s. And it is truly a guess on my part. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Ooh. Okay. So headliners can't go to the tongue of the stage. But you've got and to they think. Played, I, they played. What was the. They, they didn't do a drum solo. No, they did a. Guitar solo. An a, iconic guitar solo. I mean, just change the world kind of a guitar solo. It was not deliverance. No. <laughs> yes, it was deliverance on the tongue of the stage. Wow, that's really... Uh... Oh, boy. 
grandpa. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was thinking it wasn't a dueling banjos, but you're right. That's not a guitar, is it? Nope. That's a banjo. Okay. Well, I'm thinking that we're going to have to welcome everybody back after our break to hear my answer because I need some additional time, Todd. I do too. If you need additional information, I wish I could help you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have an idea. That's what counts. Uh, as to what we'll do is we'll do the case or no case answer first, then you can guess bands and songs after that. Okay, fair enough? Fair enough. Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit with Todd and Denise and the answer to case or no case. That's right after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quick, car wash. Inside, let's take a ride and watch this better shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick quack car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick quack car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Come on. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616 for law. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. 
That's 800-493-6112. Stop whining. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So we are back here for Case or No Case, and the setup here is a band, a, the headlining band took issue with the actions of one of the warm-up, of the warm-up act, because the headlining band had this rule that the warm-up act could not use the tongue of the stage. That is the part of the stage that extends forward out into the crowd. And they had been touring together. And finally, the opening band said, you know what, to heck with it. We're going to do this. And they went out and used the tongue of the stage to play what Cal has described is the iconic change the game guitar solo on the tongue of the stage. And then the headlining band wanted to see if they could file a lawsuit against the opening act for violating the terms of the agreement. And cheapening the price of the tickets, making them look worse. They were not happy about that. So the question is, case or no case, what's the name of the band or the bands, and what guitar solo might it have been based on that information? And Denise, you get to go first. All right. I'm going to say no case. Okay. And then I'm going to say that it was the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix. Good one. Todd Cunham, what do you say? Well, you know, I'm going to agree with Denise that this is no case. Okay. But what I'll say is, and Cal, this gives you an opportunity <laughs> to get points, okay, because we're both guessing no case. Okay. But this is based upon a true scenario of an up-and-coming band that was literally blowing, and I, when I say literally, I mean, well, not literally, figuratively blowing the headlining act off such that people would show up for the opening band and then leave before the headliner showed up. And the two bands are headlining act Black Sabbath, opening band Van Halen. The iconic guitar solo was Eruption, and Van Halen oh. was opening up for Black Sabbath. And nobody cared about Black Sabbath. Nobody cared about Black Sabbath. Right, right. And, and if, if they're trying to blame it on using the tongue to cheapen the seats, it's a, uh, it's a scapegoat because, let's face it, Van Halen, 1978, new album came out. They were young. They were hungry. Their and, years and of playing clubs in the early 70s had finally paid off. They were it. And there is no other solo that is iconic. Truly iconic that just changed the landscape of guitaring, guitar playing than Eruption. It was revolutionary. Based on my scenario, I think that was a good, a good call. I will disagree with the guitar solo aspect, but that's another story. So here's the first thing. Congratulations to both of you. It is not a case, ah. but it is a true tale involving Ronnie Van Zant. Ooh. Oh, yeah. How's that one, huh? Ronnie Van Zant and his little band, maybe you've heard of them, Leonard Skinnerd. Uh-huh. And the guitar solo, I'm sure you heard of this one, is Freebird. Freebird. Yes, of course. And Oh my gosh, my husband would have got that one. See, and Michael is Mick Jagger oh, of the Rolling the Stones. Stones. I got an that's extra right, point. Right, you got a point. You get it for the point for Rolling Stones. Nice. Yeah, it is a true story. It did happen, and Mick Jagger was most upset with Ronnie Van Zant, and he basically said Deal with it, Mick. <laughs> and Mick did. <laughs> and no suit. And the tongue, by the way, is a name they gave it because remember the album they had? That yes. Had the, yeah, so with yes. the red lips yeah. with the yeah. tongue hanging so out. that's what they called it. Uh, the yeah, tongue that's of the what stage. gave me the idea, actually, was that should, album. Should have, yeah. <laughs> Boy, have you ever had well, you? I can't believe I got something that Todd didn't because oh, wow. in the music world and in the cinema world, Todd Todd's, knows His knowledge most. is iconic. Yeah. It's almost as iconic as... Free bird. Free bird. You know, Van Halen used to have a. This for people thought that this was them just being jerks, but they used to have a condition in their writer for promotions for promoters that if all the things they needed backstage, certain uh, you know beverages, beverages, catering, and they wanted a bowl of M and M's, but there could be no brown M and M's. No brown M and M's. I wonder why. And if if they and the the stories are legendary that they would go and they'd find brown M and M's and then Van Halen would go nuts and they'd you know destroy the backstage and stuff. But later on, 
They said, here's the reason why. If you, you got a lot of things going on in an act with pyrotechnics and all this kind of stuff going on, if you went in and saw a bowl of M&Ms that had no brown M&Ms, then you knew that promoter read the writer and took care of everything, and, you, and, and your safety on stage was enhanced because if they're going to go to the lengths to do no brown M&Ms and they're going to pay attention to the other safety features oh, and everything. So you it was occur. a test. Very good. But yeah. if you saw brown M&Ms there then you really needed to take a look at everything that was going on because this person didn't read the writer. That was what they said. That was their And idea. I thought it was green M&Ms because didn't green M&Ms for a while get a bad rap? Green, green M&Ms got popular for a different reason but uh, had nothing to do with that. By the way, Alan Collins and Gary Rossington were the two guys that went out on stage and were participating in the Freebird free concert expression. Now, I, I will agree with you that Freebird, that guitar solo... That is a pretty good guitar solo. Oh boy! I, I mean, yeah. it, it is awesome. The reason I say yeah. the reason I say Eruption was iconic was because it was not only a different sound; it introduced a new technique. Well, of it was playing. innovative. Yes, it, it introduced a yeah. new technique of playing, and people were scratching their heads the first time they heard it, asking those, "How the heck is he playing that?" Because it was it was a completely revolutionary technique at the time. Well, didn't Jimi Hendrix also revolutionize the oh, sure. playing of the guitar? Oh, yeah. He was like, oh yeah, he, he Hendrix. Hendrix was uh, awesome. You know, Paul yes. McCartney, Eric Clapton. They all showed up to watch Jimi Hendrix play, and they of said, course. "We must go see this guy." Of course, I have to say, Steve Miller. He's seventy-eight years old, you guys, and he can still play lead guitar like you cannot believe it. it oh, was, he can shred it. He's it was guy. great. Yeah. It was great. I'm as free as a bird now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well. We are heading to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk about, we've teased it, we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin and what the latest could be coming up for him with regard to the, the incident that happened on the set of the movie Rust, which is coming up on a year anniversary of that tragedy. Wow. And the DA may have made a decision. We've also got some... Well, other stuff about drunk polygraph tests and cars that were left on train tracks and the whole ball of wax. Don't go away. And a Johnny Depp update just for good measure. You name it, we've got it. And it's all coming up right here on Radio Law Talk with Todd and Denise. Stay tuned as the program continues. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this daddy shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. 
We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-568-2790. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-568-2790. 800-568-2790. Boys are weird. Is this real life? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So we are back here. More Radio Law Talk. And Cal, you have indicated by the by the pointing of a finger that you have a caller. Yes, we have a caller from California who has a great question. Go ahead, caller. You're on Radio Law Talk. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Well, not too bad. I uh, listening to the news in the last couple of days. Apparently, this uh, special master issue uh, regarding the Mar-a-Lago uh, uh, FBI raid. Yes. Uh, the the judge appoints a special master who is then supposed to handle things on their own, and then all of a sudden she doesn't want to even uh, uh, abide by whatever the special master. Uh, uh, deems. And uh, she's been uh, basically chided by the 11th uh, Circuit, uh, or excuse me, the 11th uh, uh, District uh, Appeals. Appeals. Right. And and so she basically, I'm, I'm just, uh, as, I, as I was listening to commentaries about this, uh, apparently now they're getting into all sorts of expensive staff. And I'm remembering the Kenneth Starr uh, investigation, uh, both Whitewater and, uh, and Monica Lewinsky. It was thought for years that Kenneth Starr cost America $40 million to do that investigation. But when it came down to it, it turned out it was $60 million. Well, you know, and as not Robert only Dirksen did we said, not learn anything, but basically it was uh, a hoax to begin with. As the great so senator Everett Dirksen said, a million the, here and a million there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money. So, Todd, talk to us about special masters, can you? And what yeah. the es essence of this question seems to be, once a master's appointed, Who's in charge? So, yeah, first, thank you for the question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you something that comes from the American Bar Association website on special masters. It says, the role of a special master is to supervise people that fall under a specific court order to make sure that that court order is being followed, and then they respond, they reply back to the court to give progress updates about whether or not that court order is being followed. And it often happens... A special master is often appointed in the case of searches that deal with documentary evidence from, get this list, attorneys, physicians, psychotherapists, and clergy. Now, what do all of those have in common? Each one of those deals with potentially privileged information. There's the attorney-client privilege, the physician's privilege, the psychotherapist privilege, and the clergy privilege. So what happens is you have a case where uh, maybe there's a search warrant or a subpoena for documents that may or may not contain privileged information. The court would then issue an order that the agencies cannot use quote, privileged information 
that they have seized, and the special master is appointed to ensure that that order is being complied with. You can use this. You can't use this. This is privileged information. They look at it, and, and then they report back to the court about how things are going. Now, to the extent there were a lot of pronouns used there, Denise, and maybe you can speak a little bit more of what the caller was talking about. She kept saying she did not comply. From context, is uh, was the caller referring to the fact that the judge is not complying with the reports from the special master? That's my sense No, of it. It, yeah. the special master made um, certain orders that the uh, defendant, if you will, but who's actually the plaintiff, um, had to show um, in order to overcome um, his claimed defenses. And so when the special master made those orders, like you have to show if the FBI, you have to have, have to do evidence of FBI uh, 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 planting evidence. You have to show evidence. So the special master made these decisions and made them into orders. And then the judge reviewed those decisions that the special master made and then overruled those decisions. First of all, a judge can always overrule a special master. Um, and especially if the judge determines that it was uh, the special master was without authority to make that type of an order. Um, in this particular case, we will see because the, the, the um, AG's office is actually repealing that decision right away. And we're going to see now the interplay between um, the judge and the special master and what's within the special master's authority and what's what's not within the special master master's authority. Um, and that is something that I've heard Friday was happening. So there is an a, a, a expedited appeal going on right now. So if the court appoints a special master, there's a scope. Correct. There's a scope. And, and essentially the argument right now is the judge overruled some things perhaps on the grounds that the special master exceeded the scope of the authority that the judge gave him. And then we'll we'll figure that out on appeal. But just to get back to why special masters are appointed, it's usually because there's some sort of privileged information there. The special master has to make sure that that certain documents are not reviewed if there is a legitimate privilege and claim of privilege. Yeah, privilege or confidential. Yes. It can be both. There can be differences and distinctions between the two. And this particular uh, special master is not only going to be is not only going to be just determining what is privileged, but they're also going to be determining what is uh, confidential in light of national security. Oh, exactly. exactly. So we've got we've got some very important things coming out of this. I like it. I'm really glad this is happening. And as an attorney, I get to see all this happening and playing out because it does further law. It it benefits all people in the United States to have law defined and to be furthered and extended and to understand so that we have some confidence. You know, it seems like there are competing interests here. Are are there? And is the special master equipped to handle all of those things? Yeah, this particular special master is because he's a a federal judge. Uh, He's already got security clearance. He had been on the FISA court, um, which is um, the warrants, the specialized, very top secret type warrants and um, that type of stuff, subpoenas and all that stuff. So he's definitely specially equipped to be a special master in this particular matter. Now, as, as to the as to the issue of cost that the caller brought up and, right. and references to Ken Starr at $40 million that turned out to be $60 million, all I can say is this. Investigations are expensive. They are. They are expensive. And the minute you start putting a cap uh, well, you can only do it up to this. Then you're get up to this amount, and then you can't exceed it. Then you're going to have people claiming, "Well, wait a second. So justice took a back seat because somebody didn't want to write a check." And and the arguments can go back and forth. And and the cost of investigations and a claim about the cost of investigations and complaints about the cost of investigations, I have heard made by the subject and people who didn't like the investigation regardless of political affiliation. Those on the left have complained if the investigation was something they didn't like. Those on the right have complained if the investigation was something they didn't like. But at the end of the day, investigations are expensive. It just happens. The biggest complaint would be an incomplete investigation. Both sides are going to say this is unacceptable. And here's here's another thing, and you guys are right about all of that. You've nailed all of it, I think. And here's another thing. You cannot control the direction of an investigation. 
Uh, Ken Starr started off with Whitewater. It ended up leading him down the Monica Lewinsky path. Yeah. You know, you uncover facts and it leads you in a different direction. It's just how things work, I think. I think so, too. And you know what? That is a perfect segue for the Alec Baldwin matter. Exactly. Because right now in New Mexico, the DA is trying to find the money to complete the investigation and to bring a case against certain individuals and or entities. And what the DA has done is asked for $635,000 to prosecute the case. And the state's Board of Finance has approved half the money already, and the DA now is going to be asking for a special appropriation for the remaining amounts. Now, look, I I see... um I, I can understand why the DA would do this. I mean, you, you have to think, DAs submit their budgets to counties to receive funding so that they can operate. And when you look at the, when a DA looks back at the number of cases that they've had and they've prosecuted, and they get an idea of what their annual budget would be, and I think that it's highly unlikely that a DA would even be could even include in a projected budget. Oh, by the way, we need, we also need an extra 600,000 off front in the event we're ever dealing with a lawsuit with uh, that that deals with prosecuting a celebrity for something that happens. It's just not something that takes into consideration. And murder cases. Yeah. So usually in those budget things, there's a, this is your budget, but if something comes up that's out of the ordinary, you can apply to have an additional budget amount for that specific type case. And I think that's what the DA is doing here. So they've made that request. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about what this means for the potential or likelihood of criminal charges being filed against Alec Baldwin and others on the set. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. You're listening to Radio Law Talk.
And it's time now for us to go back to the show. Here are Todd and Denise on Radio Law Talk. So we uh, went into the break, and we were discussing the uh, Alec Baldwin case and the fact that the district attorney in the jurisdiction has – we're reading the tea leaves here. What does it mean when the district attorney has applied – for additional funds to support the prosecution of a case which the DA says could involve a well-known actor and you know we we know who that's referring to and and what does that mean and Denise well if this is the rust case this is this is the on the set of the rust movie that Alec Baldwin was actually producing and also had um, uh, directed um, and was acting in it. Well, he wasn't directing it, but he was a producer. Oh, he was a producer, yes. but he was also the money man yes. behind it. Um, well, he um, shot somebody on the set, and it caused her to die. And this is what this whole matter is arising out of. Is what are the criminal charges that will be brought? Who are the criminal charges going to be brought against? And will those people lawyer up and have very good attorneys? And the answer to that is yes, for sure, they'll have good attorneys, and that's why the budget is so high for the prosecution of this case. Yes, and and not just from the attorney standpoint, because um, admittedly, anytime you have a lot of litigation, there's going to be motions filed back and forth, and and, that could happen, that could raise the cost, but... Counties also have to plan for and prepare for increased media. Anytime you have a case that has increased media, the budget for that case is going to be much higher as well. I mean, what happens if, as a defense, they move for a change in venue because there's too much popularity or the case was too widely known in one venue, so they move for a change of venue? Well, that if that's granted, that's going to increase the cost of prosecution prosecution because they're going to have to move all the evidence to a a different jurisdiction to hear the trial that's not necessarily the jurisdiction of the home base of the DA. They have to pay subpoena fees and travel expenses perhaps and all all of of those things come up and and they may also have to pay on a case like this this may require the district attorney to take a single or two district attorneys two attorneys in their office that will work nonstop just on this case which will increase the budget of the DA to make sure that all of the other cases that those two would normally be part of get handled because district attorneys don't typically have just one case that they handle this case would be one of many normally well, now they have to f- have people come in and handle those cases. It just increases the cost. And so uh, so because they are potentially different defendants, the question is what could be the criminal charges? And believe it or not, Todd doesn't even remember this, but he called it a long time ago when this very first thing happened. And what he said was there are so many people that are training gun safety on the set and that every person that touches the gun – it doesn't matter if it's a real gun or not. Every person that touches a gun has to go through a certain protocol to make sure that that gun is not loaded, make sure that it has – if it has, it has to be fake bullets, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and that you can tell a real from a fake bullet because of the um, – they purposely put in a little um, steely ball or whatever yeah. it is into a fake one so you could feel it, and you can tell that's the fake one. So here's – one of the charges that will be brought against several people, criminal negligence. Yeah, criminal negligence. Criminal and negligence, guys. I do remember saying that the, the idea here, and look, this was when I went through gun safety course when I was still a DA and possibly going to get a concealed weapons permit for safety reasons because I'm prosecuting people and people didn't like me because of that. And the idea with a handgun is, look, anytime somebody's handed a handgun, what they're supposed to do and what they're trained to do is you take the handgun, you check the chamber to make sure there's no bullets there, you check the, uh, the, the wheel to make sure there's nothing there, you do that. Now, Alec Baldwin has said that he was handed a gun and told this is not a live weapon. This is a cold weapon. It's, it's not loaded. Well, if he had followed the training protocol and everybody in that chain, if they had followed the 
if they had been trained on and followed the protocol, everybody who's handed that weapon hears that it's should hear that it's not a live weapon, it's a cold weapon, and then check to verify that information. Clearly that did not happen. There was a bullet. If anybody had checked the gun like they were trained to, they would have seen a round in the chamber. They would have seen a round. They would have known that that was the case. And then they would have said, wait a minute, how are you saying this is a uh, not a live weapon when I'm seeing a bullet there? And Right, so criminal negligence could clearly be brought against the person or entity supplying the, the uh, gun and the ammunition. And it could clearly be brought against the gun safety person on set. It could clearly be brought against the the people that are actually producing, depending yes. on contractual obligations, maybe. But the interesting thing is that there's also a civil matter that's playing out right now. And the finding in a civil matter has really meant a lot uh, to Alec Baldwin. And he is now reacting to that finding. And perhaps we are going to find out now that Alec Baldwin believes he's going to be prosecuted. That could be. I mean, it's all speculation at this point, but pretty good. Pretty good. Um, the signs point to that based upon the request recently made for funding by the district attorney. And, and we should find out in the next week or so, I would imagine, if, if that's been made public, whether or not or what f charges are filed against whom. I, I, I would be very surprised if there were murder charges filed, premeditated right. murder, things like that. But there are does sound like there's going to be something filed. It could be a gross manslaughter. There could be, you know, some kind of just reckless disregard type of a um, um, murder charge. Not murder, but you uh, know what homicide. I mean. Homicide. Thank yeah. you. And um, Alec Baldwin, though, has started liquidating assets. Yes, he has. And he's, li he's liquidating a lot of assets. And in the same year, so it's really important that kind of that's happening and does that mean he's going to be able to avoid a lawsuit if there's civil criminal uh, criminal civil penalties not criminal civil penalties against him or an award a jury award against him uh no not necessarily that does not mean that because even if he takes the money and he puts it into a safe guarded uh trust or um a homesteaded asset in florida you know they th in a civil matter if he is trying to avoid the ultimate payment of a jury award, then you can have those transactions set aside. So I don't know what he's doing except for consolidating and liquidating assets, and maybe what he's going to do is just plan to lawyer up and have the money to do so. And the yeah. cynic says liquidating or hiding assets. Is it the same thing? Well, no. Not, not, not necessarily. I mean, look. He could need the money to pay for his legal bills. That, that could sure. be yeah. the case. It could be. Um, I, I know that right after the verdict of not guilty was rendered in the O.J. Simpson case, F. Lee Bailey was on a plane to Florida to purchase a house because Florida is a homestead state. And anticipating that a subsequent civil suit would be filed against O.J. Simpson, that was going to protect uh, his assets. And it actually worked for that. So, But we'll see. A uh, couple of other things to really get to. Because we kept talking about this one, um, and we'll follow up. Talk about uh, negligence on the set of rust. How about negligence on the part of police officers when they have somebody in the back of their patrol car following arrest, and they leave that patrol car parked um, on train tracks, and a train is coming and actually hits the patrol car, to er, injuring the person in the back? You'd like to think that was fiction, but it's not. That wow. actually happened. That happened, and it's a horrific story, and the injuries were horrific and can and the and the the allegations are that the police officers heard the whistle of the train and heard that and saw the train coming and the person in the back did too and was banging or was hands behind their back and was trying to get out of the back of that car and that they saw it and knew it was inevitable and that the police officers did nothing to save that person from being hit by the drain. They didn't die, but nine broken ribs, broken arm, fractured sternum, and numerous other injuries to the head and the back. That's going to be a lawsuit we'll cover. And then lastly, before we get to quick takes, because we talked about it all three hours, guy went, or guy participates in a fishing tournament on, off the East Coast. Uh -huh. 
it wins uh, over 100000 bucks because of the nature of the catch, but they did a polygraph test afterwards to make sure he didn't cheat, and he flunked the polygraph test. He's now filed a lawsuit claiming, and this is a pretty good claim, yeah, I was drunk when I did the polygraph test because after the competition, we all sat around drinking. You waited until then, and your rules say you're not supposed to administer a polygraph test to a drunk person because they will flunk it. So he's going to sue to try to get his money back. What made Milwaukee famous has made a loser out of him. Yes. Isn't that what the song goes? And now I'm sure there are quick takes between our two brilliant minds at the Radio Law Talk studio table. Denise Dirks, would you like to go first, please? I would. I understand that the Utah judge who gave the nude boudoir album to the husband made his ruling only after taking the evidence under submission. Okay. Okay, uh, Mr. Cunard, I'm sure you likewise. They do. I do. I do. Uh, you know, they say love is blind, but maybe somebody told Sylvester Stallone's wife what was coming down the pike in terms of money, so she might have been blind, but got back together with Sly. Love may be blind, but the president's on those dollar bills. Oh, they're blind, too. Yes. <laughs> and I have one more thing to say. Johnny Depp is dating his U.K. lawyer, not the California lawyer, and she's getting a divorce from her husband. We were also teased that, and it had to be said. Mm. All right. That'll do it for Radio Law Talk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt, this is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Bible.